I think something that has also fueled a lot of the content is sort of taking what your followers say and running with it. Like we got so many comments that he looks like Michael Scott. And so we've made two TikToks sort of encouraging that. One time I came up to him with the office mug that Michael Scott always holds and handed it to him. And that did really well. Hey guys, it's Jay Bear from Convince and Convert. Welcome uh, to Social Pros. It's always a special uh, episode today for two reasons. One, it is the microphone debut of Anna Harak, one of our strategists at Convince and Convert. She's on the podcast today. So hi, Anna. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Anna's going to be on the show from time to time. Delighted to have her. Also, of course, Mr. Adam Brown is here from Salesforce Marketing Cloud. And guys, what a cool show. We had uh, Maggie Thurman, who was actually a TikTok influencer. Uh, she is a, a high school senior and has taken the TikTok world by storm. Had her on the episode this week to learn all about the ins and outs of TikTok. And as she just said in the show open there, one of the things that she does so well, which not only works on TikTok, but I think is a great lesson for all people in social media is, hey, here's an idea. What if you just listen to your community, Adam. I, I, I agree. And this is a, a great show um, in, in so many different ways. Maggie has had a level of success on TikTok uh, just in about six, six to nine months that, that yeah. few brands I think have had uh, even in years on other social, more mature social media platforms that says something. So Maggie shares some great insights on not only how to be a great creator of content on a platform like TikTok, but because she's also such a great audience and consumer of TikTok, some really great tips on what brands should and shouldn't do to resonate with people like her. Yeah, and I know you follow uh, Maggie on TikTok now as, as do we all, you got, you got sucked into the vortex, right? Oh, totally sucked, in, sucked into the vortex, yeah. Uh, TikTok, TikTok time loops are, are uh, real. Um, but not only that, I think one of the things that after watching Maggie and her TikToks, you know, brands throw around the term authenticity a lot and being real. And if they really want to get an understanding of what that looks like, they need to go follow Maggie because it is real and it is genuine. They still plan things, but it is real and genuine and as authentic as it gets. Yeah, great point. This is a good episode, folks. Uh, if you've been wondering about TikTok, and a lot of you have been, this is uh, one that really helped unpack the mysteries of that incredibly fast-growing new platform. This is the Social Pros Podcast. I want to take a second to acknowledge our sponsor, Salesforce Marketing Cloud, who has a spectacular ebook that you should download, which unfortunately is bereft of TikTok advice, but a lot of other good advice. It's called 50 Social Media Best Practices. If you go to bit.ly slash tips 50 social, you can get it for free right now. Let me give it to you that, you, uh, that a little more slow. It's B-I-T dot L-Y slash tips, T-I-P-S, five zero social from our friends at Salesforce Marketing Club. Also, if you in your organization are trying to get better at social media, you have a social media strategy that's perhaps a little bit out of date, perhaps Anna and myself and our team at Convince and Convert can assist. We help many of the world's most interesting brands improve their social media. We can help you as well. Go find us at convinceandconvert.com. Let's hear from Maggie Thurman, TikTok influencer here this week on Social Pros. Ladies and gentlemen, special episode of Social Pros this week as we have brought on to the microphone high school TikTok sensation, Maggie Thurman. She is a senior in high school down there in Atlanta. And in just 
six months or so, Maggie, I think this is right, uh, you have generated some 630,000 followers on the TikTok platform and accumulated some 16 million likes, which is a pretty, it's crazy, right? Adam, Adam hasn't had 16 million likes his whole life. And, <laughs> and, and it is amazing. So Maggie, how did this, how did this happen? Um, yes. Yeah, so I started posting videos, posting funny videos, singing videos, dancing videos um, around August, September towards the start of school. Um, and I originally, actually the first video I ever made was me saying that I wanted to capture my senior year of high school, making one TikTok for every week. To, so I could sort of look back at all the TikToks I've made and it be a representation of how my senior year was. Um, and slowly from that, people got on board. Um, and yeah, it just started to grow and started to gain a following. And now we're up to almost 700,000 followers, which is so exciting. And yeah, it's been, it's been incredible. Do you still do that? Is that, is that still the idea to, to create one video per week that is sort of, here's what happened to me this week? Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's ideally the goal. Sometimes uh, we do four a week. Sometimes we just barely get one in. Um, but it's sort of a good motivator to keep posting, keep creating content while it's still being fun and not overwhelming. Maggie, one of the things that's really interesting about the TikTok platform is the adherence to memes and challenges and and hashtags. And somebody will sort of throw a challenge out there and then everybody tries to do better, outdo it or or mimic that particular uh, video. Have you done some of those and participated in some of those challenges? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Trends are such a big part of it. Um, and just recreating that, seeing who can be the best or just what new element somebody can bring to it. Um, my dad and I actually, the other day, we did this sort of push-up challenge that we we had seen somebody do something with it. And so we took it, made it our own, um, did our own little thing with it. And we actually saw yesterday, somebody tagged us in it where these twins, I can't remember the exact name of them, but they have about 10 million followers on TikTok. They did it, like our exact same choreography. And we thought that was so interesting. And with that same video, um, we've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of duets that people have done with our video. A lot of them are little kids trying to do the push-ups and jump over each other. And it's, it's so cute, but it's insane how, how a trend or a topic can get so much attention. Yeah, it's got to be gratifying, right? When you put it out there and you see everybody picking it up. That's so cool. How, when you're thinking about finding challenges that, that you might want to do, how do you find them? How do you decide which ones to tackle? A lot of them, um, whenever I see something on my For You page, which is where I probably spend the most amount of time on TikTok, um, whenever I see something that I think, oh, I, I could do something fun with that, or I have an idea that'll work with that, I either save it or... I see um, what other things have happened on that audio. You can click on the audio and actually see every video that someone's done with it. So a lot of the times you'll see patterns in that that other people have done. And I should say a couple of things here, uh, friends. You should absolutely pause the show, go to TikTok, make sure you follow Maggie there. Maggie, tell them your handle so they can find you. It's Maggie Thurman, T-H-U-R-M-O-N. There you go, Maggie Thurman, T-H-U-R-M-O-N. Make sure you follow her. So when we're talking about some of these uh, clips here on this week's episode of Social Pros, you can see exactly what we're talking about. Now, you mentioned your dad a minute ago and, and the push-up challenge, et cetera. And, and one of the things that, that you and your dad are particularly good at are the more 
challenges that require some measure of coordination, I guess I would say, <laughs> uh, because you have some athletic skills, some circus skills, literally, uh, and and your father, who is a, a well-known professional speaker, uh, but began his career as a, as a juggler and an acrobat. Uh, you guys got mad, mad skills. So you can actually do stuff that, say, for example, if me and Adam and Anna tried to do would be not only a <laughs> terrible video, but probably a visit to nope. an orthopedic surgeon. So uh, that's that's got to be helpful at some level. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. My dad has definitely been a huge help in all this. I'll send him a video and say, you know, can, can you learn this? And he'll be on a flight and learn it and we'll do it when we get home. He's actually here right now. If you want to pop in and say hi. <laughs> Sure, sure. <laughs> it's, it's the legendary Dan Thurman uh, of, tic, of TikTok, of TikTok fame. Yeah, this Dan, is the, 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 not, this my girl, and she's uh, brought out a different side of me. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's been a crazy ride. And, um, and one of the things I was thinking about when you were just talking about all the duets is like, you know, what, what that is, is people duet a video, which means it's a split screen. Your videos on one half, their videos on the other half. They repost it as original content to their page, but it's sort of a nice shout out and reference back to where they got the idea. Um, and these, these are coming in from literally all over the world. Um, we haven't done it a lot, but sometimes you can go live on TikTok and there'll be people who jump on from uh, everywhere. And, and it's just, it's massive how quickly this platform is growing. It's, it's really difficult to even wrap your mind around it. Uh, but the scale of, of what's going on there is just outrageous. Dan, I'm sure you saw in the comments, I think it was a push-up challenge clip uh, where Maggie may have said that that uh, Dan is 51 years old, and he is. Dan and I are contemporaries, as is Adam. Uh, and everybody said, there's no way he's 51. He looks just like Tom Cruise. Which, for those of you <laughs> those of you listening to Social Pros via the delicious audio format on Spotify or, or uh, Apple, Dan does look an awful lot like Tom Cruise. and definitely does not look like he's 51. Uh, hashtag you bastard. Um, Adam, <laughs> I get a lot of Steve Carell, though, on TikTok, too. Though it's like uh, there's that's, a, that's, there is a mixture, okay, I can I'll see that. that. Sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> but but Maggie, Dan, one of the things that I'm blown away with and really appreciate not only is the phenomenal success that you've had on TikTok, but I think the positive and optimism of of so many of your posts, and, and that seems to be a focus. And I think you know, in some ways, that's that's different than some other content that you you see on on TikTok and other social platforms. Maggie, one of the things I think you told us uh, a little bit before the show was how you like to see how these influences and influencers are impacting people of of your generation, and I'm. Curious if uh, there's anybody on TikTok that you really look to and say, "Listen, I I think they're a great producer of content, but I also respect and admire kind of the messages that they're sharing and why." Yeah, no, absolutely. I think a a big part of TikTok that I wanted to be very conscious of was the audience. That there are so many kids on this app, and just the content ranges so far. Um, so I try and be conscious of that when I'm putting things out there, but some creators that I definitely admire, um, there's two comedic creators, Asaf and Frankie. I'm not exactly sure of their ats, but, um, they produce comedy, but I've, I've never heard them swear. I've never heard them use any cruel humor or anything like that, but they're so funny and they're so good and they have huge followings. And I think that's so important to provide creators like that where everyone can listen to them because there are eight-year-olds on this app who love coming to it, love scrolling through their For You page. And I think it's important to have content that they can watch and resonate and sort of look up to. And if they're going to recreate something, I, I hope it's something 
good and wholesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is kind of the wild west out there, Adam. I mean, you know, I'm sure you've spent some time and you're just you're going through it. Some of what's discussed, presented, or it, it can be quite outrageous. And as a parent, you think, oh my gosh, you know, uh, we're since the beginning of the internet, you know, we've been trying to wrap our minds around like, where is the line between what we will or won't expose our kids to? Uh, and the reality is there's no line anymore. And, and you've just got to do the best job you can raising your kids uh, and give them the opportunity to discern for themselves what's, what's meaningful and valuable. Um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. And I, I've admired Maggie's uh, approach to that. And really once, once she found out like, you know, this is her audience, that, that gravitate toward that that wholesome vibe. Uh, it's like that resonates. It's so authentic with uh, with who she is and, and what we want to portray. I, I can't agree more with with both of you. One of the things I think uh, Maggie, you have been able to do is something that I think so many of our listeners are trying to do, which is build an audience on TikTok. Uh, build a rapport with uh, with that audience and and really understand how the you know as we we would call in the industry the editorial calendar the content that they create and that you create is actually resonating with that particular audience. My question, Maggie, for you is: Have you found that certain things and certain types of posts and certain topics seem to resonate more with your audience? And and how have you kind of reviewed what other of your, uh, your content creator colleagues are doing to kind of learn from, from their mistakes as well as their successes. Absolutely. It's been, um, it's been a little bit of a tough learning curve, just, uh, figuring out what resonates with my followers and what, um, they'd rather not see. Uh, I think they definitely vibe with the whole family atmosphere. Um, little things we've learned, like when filming a dance closer up is more energetic, usually gets, a higher response. Um, it's, it's, I think it's the little things, um, with the videos and all that. Conscientious of how the content loops. Right. And so you're, if you're thinking about the ending is actually goes right back into the beginning, you can be deliberate about how you want that to play. So much of it has been accidental. I mean, our, our first video. So Maggie had just had that, that first post that she talked about with the every day of this or every week this year of my senior year. Um, that kind of blew up and she's like, this has 200,000 views, and which was at that time we were like, oh my gosh, that's a crazy number um, because we're accustomed to other, you know, much smaller numbers in the, in the things that, that we post. Um, and I think that was probably because it, was, it became like a call to action. Other people in her generation said, yeah, me too. Let's do it. Let's spread this around. And the algorithm just, if it catches the content just right, um, then, then it promotes it and it puts it to that for you page. And I was like, well, this is great. And then she said, dad, let's do one of these dance videos. And it was one of those challenges, uh, to this song by Fergie. And, and I was like, okay, I just got home from a business meeting. I had on slacks and a dress shirt. And we just went outside in the backyard and shot this thing in our backyard in natural light and went to the gym to work out and play racquetball. And by the time we got home from the gym, it had, hundreds of thousands of views and likes and and it was just and it just been, has been on a rocket it's like 20 how many million 26 million views or something like that wow um, it's crazy and and so uh that was the one where we realized okay wait a second there's there's something here it shouldn't be this easy and it's not this easy for everybody like some people really struggle 
Uh, and that's part of what, what worries me is like how many of these kids have their identity tied up with uh, how many people are going to like this? Am I being, you know, perceived or am I being rejected? Uh, and, and it's because it's such a harsh environment or can be, it's like another form of, of being on the out, uh, you know, ostracized or even bullied in some respects. And so that's, um, that's it's a tough thing. Adding on to um, Adam's question, though, I think something that has also fueled a lot of the content is sort of taking what your followers say and running with it. Like, we got so many comments that he looks like Michael Scott. And so we've made two TikToks sort of encouraging that. One time I came up to him with the office mug that Michael Scott always holds and handed it to him. And that did really well. Um, we did one we did another just comparing him to Michael Scott and that got millions of likes. And so I think just taking their ideas and sort of validating them, pushing them, running with them. I think that's something that goes really positively. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so much fun to see you two interact, especially, uh, when Dan is already in on some of those viral jokes and gets, uh, the better of you in some of them. Um, how else do you come up with content? Cause obviously you're creating, uh, TikToks all the time. You mentioned using user comments and looking at viral challenges. Um, but you spend a lot of time. How do you stay creative and how do you prevent sort of feeling like you're creating the same thing over and over? Cause you don't. <laughs> we uh we actually have a little book that I painted the TikTok logo on and occasionally this sounds so silly but occasionally we have little family TikTok meetings. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we just um we throw out any ideas we have. Sometimes they're absolutely terrible and we say, no, that's never going to work. And then we do them and sometimes they do work. Um, I think, yeah, I think just going with whatever's on the top of our head, oftentimes the videos that we put the least amount of effort into uh, get the best response. Yeah. So that's been really interesting to see. Like the one where you threw me ice cream in the, in the shopping and we were grocery shopping and I started juggling the ice cream and picking a flavor and it just, it took us all of like 30 seconds to make. Uh, and it's crazy. But, you know, you talk about, Anna, in the, in the, in the flow of, of life, it's like, her, she's so busy. She's got school full-time, musical theater rehearsals. Uh, I'm on the road. I'm traveling. It's like, there's more, we have more ideas than we have time to actually implement. And so that's another constraint, but it's just given her more great skills. And she's had these skills for a while because um, she was a Hollister uh, brand agent for a year during their program when they were kind of promoting the brand within high school kids. And she was selected to be one of a handful in Atlanta that were part of that program while it ran. Uh, so that was kind of her, you know, her initiation into social media marketing and uh, through Hollister's education. So she's pretty savvy. Yeah, you can absolutely tell you have a ton of experience um, with social in general. One of the things that is immediately noticeable is there are oftentimes in your TikToks an incredibly high amount of production value given how short the videos are. You do a lot of juggling. There's a lot of tricks. There's a lot of setup, a lot of payoffs, a lot of good jokes. How many takes do some of these things actually take? <laughs> I know sometimes you post some outtakes, but like on average, how many takes do you do to we, finally get something you're happy with? We are both such perfectionists sometimes that it can be brutal. Um, it can, it can be anywhere from one take. We've done things that we've gotten in one take and said, I'm happy with this. Let's go with it. Um, and we've done it for probably an hour, two hours before. Uh, there was one time we filmed 
the I will survive one uh, where we were just dancing outside. I had a, a big robe on and then threw it off. It was this whole funny skit, but um, it was like 30 degrees outside. And it, it was, was colder so than that. cold. It, it was really a cold day and we had to pull it off. Yeah. We, we get into this obsessive mode where it's like, she said, we're perfectionists, but it's like you get one chance to get it right. And, and the, because they're so short, they're little like works of art, you know, beginning, middle, end, and, and you just want it to be as polished as it can be before you put it out there. So what are you shooting with then? Are you just using your phones? Are you, do you have a setup like lighting? What does that look like? A lot of the time. So we always shoot on his phone cause he has a little bit of a better phone than I do. Um, but a lot of the times we'll use a ring light if we have it there. Um, Sometimes we've shot in a little studio we have, um, so we have the lights on there. We we try and get it looking nice, but a lot of, most of a lot of it's natural light as well. Mm-hmm. Just trying to be conscientious of uh, the best use of that. Um, but yeah, I mean production value is crazy. Like like the canoe in the pool and the whole that setup of <laughs> like all those things that had to unfold. That was pretty bizarre for for a very for a fifteen second video. But. That was tough. <laughs> you got to have a canoe and you got to have a pool. So that right yeah. there is that production value. Dana, I got a question for you as a father. Uh, what's the, what's the threshold? Is it 20 million likes? She gets a good phone. Like what, what exactly, uh, you know, what, just, just curious, you know, Maggie, I'd be holding out for a pretty good phone right now. Be like, look, I refuse to make another video until I get a iPhone 11. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is that a deal? Point taken. Point taken. <laughs> I would say a million followers. Like what? Like you're almost there. Okay. Seriously, her followers are going. Look at him raise the bar. I love it. I love it. Let the games begin. Yeah, we didn't want to start any family squabbles here. I just thought it was hilarious. Adam, go, <laughs> go ahead, Adam. Well, I, I think it's, it's, it's even related to this. Um, I think all of our listeners are, are thinking about the, the social media programs that they manage and how they create content. I'm curious. I want to flip the script just a little bit. Not only are you an amazing uh, creator uh, of content, but to have the level of success you've had on TikTok, you also have to be a pretty good consumer. So I'm curious in your viewing of uh, individual TikTok as well as brand TikTok, are there anything that, that you see is kind of a turnoff? Brands that you follow, and you may admire it in most cases, anything that they do that you feel that, that people, you and then people like you are saying, ah, that that's not authentic. That's not genuine. I don't like it when they do blank in anything that you're seeing brands do. And you don't have to mention them or you, or you can. No, no, absolutely. Um, I've definitely seen a lot of creators have a really tough time when they not necessarily, well, yeah, when they overly interact with brands, when they make their page, the majority of their content strictly bought where it's so obvious that a brand has paid them to do this promo, to say this thing where it's not even them anymore. It's just, they're getting money to say this. And I think that that's really hurt a lot of creators. And that's been a huge turnoff for a lot of people on the app who are seeing it and saying, this, this isn't what I followed you for. I didn't follow you to see some promotion. I followed you for your content. And I think that's been a big downfall for a lot of people recognizing that TikTok is different than any other social channel. And we could go back to the old, you know, the vines and, and the things like that in the, the seven or eight second video segment. But do you find Maggie, at least the content that resonates with you, is there certain content that works better on TikTok than maybe as a, as a video on Instagram or vice versa? Or is, if, if one thing works on one, is it, is it pretty interchangeable for the other? Um, 
I think TikTok definitely has its own content that is specific to it. Where Instagram, a lot of the times, I think you go to certain apps for certain things. And TikTok is definitely something that I've noticed my generation, my friends, the people around me go to for instant gratification, just kind of a break. If you go on YouTube, you got to find a video you like, you got to take some time to do that. If you're on Instagram, you got to scroll. If you're trying to find a funny video or something with TikTok, you open it up the for you pages there and it's an endless scroll. It keeps on going Yeah, forever and ever. And so it's, it's such instant gratification. It's such a, a break. If you're doing homework, you can say, I'll do five problems, then scroll through TikTok five times. It's, it's just so easy. And also very musically oriented, right? Because actually it didn't merge with, with musically. Uh, and, and, you know, so much of the TikTok content has a soundtrack uh, and, and more so than you would find on Snap or, uh, or Insta or some of the other channels. And, and I think that certainly appeals to a certain demographic. And we should say before we get uh, too far into the show that Maggie is also an original songwriter and has many, 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 many of her own songs uh, and occasionally incorporates some of her own music into her videos and, and more on the way on that, uh, on that front, yeah? Yeah, we're, we're uh, it's what's interesting about TikTok is uh, you know we, you're putting all this content out there. It really kind of becomes TikTok's content. It, it it belongs to them once you put it out there. So there is some kind of like reluctance to put out too much original music in that in that way. Um, and then you know the the audio library is just so expansive that we talked about how the sounds and the music tracks themselves can generate these ideas for for pieces you want to do or you want to riff off somebody else's thing. But we've also experienced using those sounds and then having them for whatever reason disappear. Uh, that's happened to like four or five of our videos, which is you know kind of uh, or even videos that are taken under review. Now some of it was understandable. Like we <laughs> had one where um, we just thought this would be so cool. Maggie was um, shooting, we were in our yard, our backyard, and she was shooting flaming arrows at me. And then I was catching the arrows out of the air in slow motion. <laughs> like, like it was like a really uh, amazing trick, you know, that, that we figured out how to do this thing. And we thought, this is amazing. TikTok's going to love it. Well, TikTok loved it for about 30 seconds and then <laughs> pulled it down because it violated their standards of like, you know, don't do anything, anything fire, the, anything fire related or uh, weapon related or that we you know, would essentially put people in harm's way. Uh, and so it's kind of all over the place in terms of what makes it through the gauntlet and what gets pulled down. Um, but we've experienced some of that too. Yeah. It's kind of fun, especially when platforms are kind of not really, they're just starting out. TikTok is still relatively new. So people are still trying to figure it out and figure out what works and what doesn't work. Um, and brands are kind of on that as well. They're still really trying to figure out what to do with TikTok, how to get onto it, how to really approach the content. Um, but influencers and working with them is a huge way that they've started getting into TikTok. Um, and Maggie, as an influencer, just curious, what are some brands that you've worked with or which ones would you love to work with? Um, obviously, you have many many talents that many brands would love to partner with you on. Um, yeah, we just uh, recently finished a sort of collaboration with a brand called Self Cares for Everyone. And they sent us a bunch of cool clothes, um, really positive messages just about taking care of yourself and um, giving yourself time to heal and just positive mental health in general. But um, that's a brand deal that we really enjoyed with. Um, and then Apple, some, Apple AirPods, uh, the, the, that one was, and then not you, Apple themselves. It was a reseller. It was, it was a reseller. And, and, uh, you know, she, but she gets, she regularly gets approached by different people and, it, you know, trying to figure that out and to sort out like how much of that is 
swag related versus like, where is there actually some kind of a longer relationship in this? Uh, we're new to that whole horizon. Um, you know, now we've, we've just been focusing on building the audience, but, uh, but definitely what, who are some, what are some of the brands in like your dream world you'd like to work with? Social oh, pros podcast collaboration. Yeah. <laughs> assume they're listening, right? Oh, so many. Wow. That's hard on the spot. Yeah, many of them probably are listening. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. definitely a lot of clothing brands, a lot of probably since we do do a lot of athletic stuff like that, any athletic brands, athletics, Adidas. Oh my gosh. Adidas in my dreams. But, um, <laughs> another brand that I wanted to mention that we have started collaborating with is daily harvest, which that was something that, when I first saw it, I was like, wait, your food, how am I supposed to do this? But after some communication with them, we've got some cool ideas. Um, we just had a little freeze there. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, that lose you guys. Oh, uh, we, we got you now. I, it looks like we got a little hiccup on our end. Yeah, same here. Jay, we can't hear you. Let's take that from, uh, from Daily Harvest. Oh, okay, sure. So um, another brand that I've recently started to collaborate with is a brand called Daily Harvest. And when I first saw that, I was really confused because I scrolled through their feed. I looked at everything they were about, and I was really confused on how I was going to incorporate food into TikTok. But um, after some communication and bouncing ideas back and forth, we've got some cool ideas, and I'm actually really excited for that. We'll be looking for that. The new food-based TikToks from Maggie Thurman. Don't forget, uh, Social Pros listener, she's at Maggie Thurman on TikTok. Make sure you look it up, support her with your subscriptions uh, and and your likes. Adam? And Thurman with an O, not Thurman with an A. That's yes, cool. well done. <laughs> Maggie, one of the things I think your dad was talking about just a few minutes ago, as well as Jay, is just this whole idea of, of culture, especially for, for younger people and making sure that we, we share right messages, uplifting messages. I think another kind of part of that is what we've seen with some social platforms, kind of Facebook fatigue or TikTok to keep fatigue. And you see a lot of creators kind of going through this where they feel there's a responsibility to their followers to create new content every day or every week. I'm curious, Mackie, kind of how you balance that and how you balance knowing that you've got to create new content with, as, as you said, and as, as your dad said, all the other things that, that you're doing here as a, as a senior about to go off to college. Yeah, I've, I've definitely had days where we've had an idea or plans to shoot something and it just, it was either too stressful or just wasn't going to happen. And so, as you said, fatigue, sort of TikTok fatigue, whenever I've experienced that, I really think the best thing to do is just take a break, realize that it's, it's not an obligation. It should be something fun. And so I have to kind of remind myself of that sometimes, even though there is a pressure once you gain a following that you want to, you want to give content, but more than anything, I want to give original content and I want to give stuff that I'm proud of, not something I'm throwing together or feel like I'm forced to do. So I really feel like the best thing to do in that situation is just take a break. But I have seen that with a lot of my TikTok friends where they've gained success really fast, um, gained huge millions of followers. And then they've had to just completely stop because they forgot why they liked doing it. It just became more of a burden than something they enjoyed. And that's really sad, but um, I completely get it. And I, I genuinely think that sometimes breaks are just necessary. Yeah, you don't want it to be a job. I would like to say it, it's been just really 
heartening and wonderful to see her, how she manages that uh, without letting it kind of run away with her and, and kind of go to her head. Uh, you know, I just, I think in a lot of ways, I obsess about this stuff maybe more, <laughs> more. than you do or in just differently. Um, Cause I do see it as such a, it's a great opportunity, but also, uh, you know, responsibility. It's like, what is this thing? Um, like, for example, like I mentioned all these duets. And so I think about these like hundreds or thousands of people from around the world who are saying, I really appreciate this, what you're doing, Maggie. And, and I've, I've tried to reach out on her behalf and like, you know, like their comments or comment on their videos and things like that coming from her. Like, cause that's a, that's a big deal when, when they, when they get a connection to her, it's a huge thing. I had to tell him, I said, whenever you whenever you say something as me, I always use orange hearts and two exclamation points. Yeah. And that's just what he's got to follow. Follow the, follow the brand the standard, trademark. dad. Come on. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Maggie, you're in the middle of, of kind of getting ready to pick a college. You've got 60 days, 90 days, whatever, until you got to select. Uh, just curious. We actually do a lot of higher ed work at Convince and Convert. Have you had any universities approach you and say, hey, because of your TikTok following, we would sure like you to come to our university. There is definitely some of that happening right now, scholarships for influencers, etc. Have you getting, gotten sucked into that vortex at all? We unfortunately have not had that pleasure yet. <laughs> I would love to hear from some of my schools, maybe offering full rides for one TikTok. That, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> or just to have you there because they know that they're going to be the backdrop of like a lot of content and, and attention, right? And so um, it's definitely, even though it hasn't come that way, we've definitely been, uh, been sure to include it, the story in applications. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably in large, the, the universities that are working on that right now are very much at the vanguard. Uh, you're probably one year early for that cycle. Um, so this year's juniors are, are, are going to get uh, approached a lot. I think it'll happen that quickly. Uh, it's fascinating to see, but it makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you're trying to reach uh, high school, sophomores, juniors, seniors who are trying to make a university decision and you can get some of the people that they look up to uh, in TikTok to say, hey, I decided to go to Auburn or what have you and here's why and then start to shoot um, videos from campus once they get there. Wow, what, what an extraordinary recruiting advantage. Absolutely. There's a huge appeal in that. Yeah, absolutely. How far out are you thinking about new content creation? So you talked about, and I love this, the TikTok manual of ideas uh, and, and TikTok family meetings. Like we're gonna have some meatloaf and do some TikTok strategy. Uh, I love it. It's the most postmodern thing ever. Um, are, are you thinking, hey, here's a video we're gonna do in four weeks or is the, the pace so quick and hey, here's a challenge that came out today. It's more along the lines of we need to make a video today or it's going to be too late. It's a huge combination of both depending on what the video is. Um, my dad and I did one video where we recreated um, a video that Charlie D'Amelio and her sister Dixie posted where they were in these two crop tops and it was super funny. So we decided to do it. Um, and that took a good bit of preparation because we had to find the clothes, order the clothes, plan it out, try and get it as close to exact as possible. Um, so that one took a little bit of prep. That, that had some location planning, lighting, like all the other elements. And, uh, and it craft services, insurance. <laughs> yeah. But um, a lot of other videos, uh, 
like the push-up one. We probably did that. I think it was the night before we ran through it. We figured out what we wanted to do. We were at my grandma's house and we decided to film the TikTok. And so she was just, while we were recording the TikTok, she had her phone and she was taking pictures and recording us recording our TikTok. Um, and yeah, every time we would finish a take, they'd all say, you know, you guys are done, right? Let's go, let's go. And we say, no, one more take, a few more takes. We're not done yet. Um, but another, another thing that takes usually more prep is the dances because I've got to learn them and then I got to teach him them. That, that learning curve for me can sometimes be tedious. Another yeah. Job. I mean, you've got to really like, I mean, you can't fake it, right? Especially if it's a duet, people can see exactly how it is side by side. So you actually have to have to really learn that. I guess that's, that's my, my last question before we get into the big two here that we ask everybody on social pros is Dan, when are you starting your own account? When is it going to be, when are you, we're <laughs> going gonna to stop riding on, on Maggie's coattails uh, and, uh, and, and do this uh, solo. Yeah. What do they call that? Uh, cloud, cloud chasing, cloud chasing, cloud chasing you. <laughs> um, I, I have a TikTok account, although I'm, I haven't posted anything, and I only have one person that I'm following, which is her. And he forgot his password. And I forgot so. my password, so there is that issue too. Um, for you know, it's interesting, Jay. In the one hand, it's so pure right now that it's like her thing, and I'm supporting her thing and connecting to like something interesting going on in her life. I almost don't want to corrupt that. But um, reality is like she's going away and and uh, to college. Um, I already have like like twenty thirty thousand followers, and I haven't posted anything just because of my association to Maggie. So does uh, my mom. My mom and, has like and 40, so <laughs> I'm looking at people like like Gary V, like what he's doing on TikTok, and and the way the way you can interact with this audience in a way that's authentic and encouraging and helpful and real. Uh, and, and I'm thinking that, um, there's, there's a message there for me. Um, and, and, and we're going to, we'll have another TikTok family meeting and talk about it. <laughs> I can't wait when you get it figured out, come back on the show, please. I want to hear, hear how you've, uh, how you've conquered <laughs> another platform. That's great. Your message would, would resonate very well. Thanks. All right, Maggie, we're going to ask you the two questions we've asked everybody here on the show, dating back to every week since 2009, when you were like in third grade. Uh, so first question, what one tip would you give somebody who's looking to become a social pro? I would say genuinely keep trying, figure out what works. If it doesn't work, try something else, but don't compromise who you are in the process don't necessarily try to perfectly imitate someone else who you've seen success because that success has already been had. You can't, you can't exactly imitate that. You need to find your own and you need to sort of be your own and figure that out. Yeah. That's great advice. Wow. They say, you know, be yourself because everybody else is already taken. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, last question for Maggie Thurman at Maggie Thurman on the TikTok. If you could do a video call with any living person, who would it be? Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, let's see. I don't know why this just popped into my mind, but Kevin Hart. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was the first thing in my mind. Um, I Kevin's love, on that. Kevin's on TikTok. I saw one of his clips. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. Oh, that's been something so interesting is seeing celebrities come onto TikTok and try to figure it out. But no, I definitely watched him throughout the years, watched him grow, but also sort of followed him as a dad. Like, the way he talks about his kids, the way he talks about his family, I think their relationship is actually very similar to ours. And um, I really enjoyed seeing that, following that. 
Uh, it's been a great answer. Uh, I love it. We will uh, link up uh, Kevin Hart's TikTok on the show notes, which as always will be at socialpros.com. Maggie Thurman, Dan Thurman, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Congratulations on all the richly deserved success. We appreciate it. We'll be watching. Congratulations on the college uh, selection as well when that uh, gets gets finalized. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks. you for having us. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what a cool episode here of Social Pros. I really appreciate uh, you being with us. As mentioned, socialpros.com for the show notes, not just this episode, but all the episodes, uh, 400 and something, whatever the uh, number is now. Another great guest uh, coming up next week as well. I am Jay Bear from Convince and Convert. She is Anna Harak, also from Convince and Convert. And of course, the one, the only Adam Brown from Salesforce Marketing Cloud. We'll see you next week on what we hope is your very favorite podcast in the whole world. This has been social pros.